Welcome to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. Yeah! Hello! Hello! Season 3, Episode 7. Heck yeah! Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting, actually, because I think this is, we're now... Uh, we're returning to an old friend. We took a little break to yeah. show some BPRD, and now we're catching up with our boy Hellboy. <laughs> Dude, it's very cool. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, a very cool story that we're going to be covering. But before we get to that, um, let's do a little pop in on a segment called Countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> I love the drum solos. Uh, great. As you probably all know, we dropped over the weekend a little bonus um, episode, which was us discussing our immediate responses and thoughts about um, the new Hellboy trailer. Yeah. So we all hope you listened to that and enjoyed it and hopefully you emailed us. I am right now, I'm unsure about the knuckles. I got really self-conscious while editing that la- that episode. And I'm- What about? Un- I'm unclear if that's actually a symbol on her knuckle or if oh. it's a dent. I will, oh. I, by this time, I most likely will have posted a, a steal from the movie because I- did what I do. I put it into my Adobe and Premiere and I just start taking pictures of frames. Yeah. I'm unclear if it's just a dent, like if she has hit something strong and it's like showing the, the repercussions or if it's a BPRD. I do think either way, it's fun that I immediately just was was like, that's a BPRD symbol on her knuckles. <laughs> and it's oh, they're pr- branding com- it or something? Yeah, I, I assumed it was. I'm very, oh, uh, I mean, that I was a big a swing and a big... It. It's dumb. Uh, I don't think that's that crazy of a leap to make, though. Um, I don't think it is now, but I still think it's funny if it is. Um, But the other things that we wanted to just quickly talk about in regards to it um, is the new posters. We posted them on our feed. They're everywhere. Um, We have there's three new posters that accompany that new trailer. just wanted to get our initial thoughts on them bef- about it. So we have the first one, which is sort of like Hellboy with a, his holding his big pistol and looking out towards us. Yeah. Um, they have this tag. I can't remember if this was on the previous posters, but they have this new tagline they're they're going with: "Give evil hell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's so dumb. Hell, hell, evil. <laughs> Fire hell. <laughs> well, also it's like it's just funny. They're just chucking darts at like a, a wall. Yeah, like, like a show that has words. Hellboy. We just need to get it like really drive that down. I find it funny too because when I look at it, that's a beep from the coffee. Don't care. You're uh, right, dude. This coffee tastes worse than it smells. It yeah, smells right? really good. It smells it so good. We we're distracted by the coffee. Not because, to complain about coffee that you gave to me. Oh, it's you fun. can complain about it. I've been drinking it every day because we bought it. I bought it just for fun because we went to we went to Disneyland. Um, me and my girlfriend. She was her. It was a belated Christmas present for me. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and. As on our way out, I was like, let's buy this random dumb Mickey coffee. Yeah. And I was like, I sort of knew that I was not going to buy a good it coffee. had a funny hipster Mickey on the front. Yeah. He, all of them you are You might want to post that on the <laughs> yeah, so Might as well. crazy looking. It's so dumb. And it smells very good, this French vanilla smell, but then the taste of it's just like so bland. It's so diner bland Yeah, coffee. that's crazy. Right? I wonder what they spray it with to make it smell like that. And then it like just I don't tastes... know, but we're getting cancer off of it. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah. 
I'll admit, like it's bad coffee, but because I've drink it every of every day, I've now just become it's accustomed just what to coffee. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, like I sing. Like. If you know my fair lady, the song that he sings to her of he became a cus I come become accustomed or whatever. That's what I sing to this coffee. I've become accustomed to this coffee. Yeah. <laughs> There's some like David Lynch quote where he's like, even bad coffee is coffee or something like that. Yeah. And that's how I, I, I think I agree with If you with need that. it, you got to take it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So coffee distraction over. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. No, it, there was a beep in the background. I had We had to acknowledge it because it wasn't going to get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really what I find it funny about this tagline is give him give evil hell and then the title after it sounds like a sentence. It doesn't say it's the tagline has two like for me. So it's like it sounds like somebody going give him give evil hell. Hell boy. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah, comma hell. Boy. Yeah, that's what it reads to me. And I just think it's dumb to have hell twice, especially when their movies called Hellboy. I might be being picky, but. It's almost like I just wish the posters didn't need it. It feels like that a movie called Hellboy doesn't need any taglines. Yeah, sort of laying much it says out. it all. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the marketing people have to like justify themselves or something. First, <laughs> right? Gotta be Look, like, we did work. I get paid so much money. I better think of something. And yeah, that's what they came up with. Um, I'm gonna skip over the 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 the, the second one that's posted just because we'll come to it last. Yeah, but the other one that we're looking at is just another big one. It's not bad. It just it yeah. uh it looks like a the the first one we we're looking at looked like a traditional movie poster. This other one is like an IMAX special one. So it definitely doesn't look like a traditional poster. It almost looks like a promotion a very promotional something that you like a giveaway poster that yeah. I would expect them to give away when like if you went and yeah, saw like if, IMAX if you first go to Regal views. and they have like the big stack of them. Yeah. They don't do that so much out here, but in like back in PA they do that they'll yeah. have like tons of shit i remember that happening all the time when yeah. i lived in utah for sure but it's like it says the big title behind him he has a burning crown with his full his horns full horns with his like right hand of doom resting on excalibur yeah and um, so yeah i don't think cool. it looks bad it's pretty not cool. bad at all yeah. i would agree it's not bad at all again i just think it's it's a very it feels like a giveaway poster versus right. a per like a traditional uh promotional movie poster yeah but it's not bad at all i would agree with yeah. you he looks pretty uh grimacing um yeah. then the third one i don't know who did it i i didn't look up i feel bad that i didn't look up who is the artist but this one yeah. is really a it's just a cool artistic interpretation of for a movie poster. Yeah, I like this one with his like face split and like the smoke coming out and the demons in white and I assume like Nimue's hands, like yeah. these red, blood red hands kind of reaching all over. It's very cool. I like it. It's a, This is a definitely another giveaway one, but it's like it feels like a giveaway that you would give away at a comic book shop to yeah. to um, get the hype up for the yeah. movie. Just it being like illustrated makes it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very cool. I just like different interpretations because we know the classic look of just show the hero on the poster with a gun. Mm. <laughs> it's not like we haven't seen that poster before, even if it's not Hellboy, but this is very cool. And also it making me, I like if you do you follow the captain, um, Marvel Instagram. Um, no, I probably should though. You should follow them or it's them or just the Marvel studios one. They're posting right now. 
um, a bunch of uh, f- posters that are designed by other artists. It reminds me of like Mondo. You ever go on like yeah, Mondo's? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what it is? It's not, oh, but cool. uh, no, I'm saying exactly like that. Oh, cool. Sorry. Uh, it's not Mondo. Mondo's great. I mean, I have two Mondo oh, sweet. Yeah. posters on my wall. One Scott Pilgrim, one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're very great. Um, Yeah, I wish I could afford more sometimes, even though I want smaller. Those ones are really big and they're expensive awesome, to frame. But yeah, they're like 60 bucks and stuff, <laughs> Yeah, you know? which is like, you know, you're getting like really cool art. So it makes sense. But it's like, fuck, I can't buy all these. Yeah, exactly. Unless there is a writer at, at the job that I uh, like. I'm a writer's PA for mm-hmm. the show. And the one guy has just like every horror movie poster that Mondo comes out with. He buys and he would like. Throughout the season, he had his office like covered in these posters and he would like switch them out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was a, very dedicated. What a cute man. To posters, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I There's a bunch that have come out. Yeah, like Avengers and stuff sometimes. I'm very picky though on it. I'm, uh, yeah. I feel I, a lot of people, I know some people in, in the LA community that tend to just buy everything good on them marvel stuff like or i think everything uh poster wise that's like pop art in that sense i'm very selective the design i have to like not only do i have to like the of course the content but i have to like the design because there's been some ones that i'm like mondo's put out that i just don't yeah other people like but to me it's just aesthetically i'm like yeah not for me yeah um, I mean, it's in, you know, like if you're going to hang it in your house, you want it to be like something that you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you should check out that. Check out these posters. They're fu- they're fucking cool. Um, check out the Captain Marvel ones. I think the, the 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 fan like artist made posters are fucking so cool on the cap for the Captain Marvel movie coming. Sweet. And that movie's just something I'm very excited about. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm looking at them now. They're really cool. I like this like three D image one they have. Oh where yeah, you can, like cross your eyes. And, oh like, yeah, yeah. They do the uh, the uh, the old. Um, oh my gosh, magic eyes. Yeah, I had. I tried to. I couldn't do it immediately on Instagram. I had to pull it up on my computer to make. Yeah, it, that's that must be way too small on your phone. Oh, it was. It hurt my eyes until I put Is it, it just on her my face? computer. There's like a couple, and one of them. They're not the coolest. I mean, it's they're magic eyes. <laughs> There's one where it's just. The Nick Fury one's just like his sunglasses. That's funny. <laughs> and you're like, okay. You're like, <laughs> great. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, great. And then they posted some new stills from the movie. Um, I think are just worth like glancing at. Yeah. I was trying to find all of them uh, before we hopped on the mic and I was a little bad. But the Hellboy movie feed um, has one. Uh you know, some more words like Hellboy in like a fancy office. I'm assuming BPRD office, maybe brooms. Yeah. But it's like when I think from the trailer, he's getting told about his to origin. Woman. Yeah. Do you who, know who she is? Is she like an Oracle or something? She I like, think I know who she is, but I'd like, be, I like, out of fear that I'm wrong. Oh yeah. That's okay. Or you don't have to in, say. Either incorrect or spoiling something for you. Okay. Yeah. No sweat. I she looks badass. She's very Either, cool. Yeah, that I don't want to I assume say. Oracle and because of the like her whited white out eyes, eyes and yeah. then also her I like I think she might be stuff. Somebody else could confirm this for us, but I you know, I just want I think she might be they might have cast which is cool a person of color for the medium that went at the 
whatever that character's name in Seed of Destruction that's present when he comes. Oh, yeah. Oh, What's yeah, it, whatever yeah, yeah. her name is. And I think they might have just been smart enough to be like, we can cast a person whoever, of color. Yeah, it doesn't have to fucking be white. A demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this is matter. not a uh, history. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this isn't a historical <laughs> talent. Nazis never wore 3D glasses. <laughs> um, and I can't think of her name. I think that's who it is, but I could, again, sometimes I'm wrong on that stuff immediately. Or hey, I yeah. forget. Uh, and there's an owner him just with his gun and. Having fun, one again, just laughing. Yeah, just laughing it out uh, in the in the van, and I just oh, that's right. Alice that's with Alice. Alice. That's right. Yeah, it's that's Alice. Right. I said we in the bonus met, episode that I didn't meet her, but I guess I technically you have met, met her, her as a baby, as a little baby. We have not. Yeah, we Which have not. Which is kind of to, relevant to this one that we read. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Totally. Um, we're actually I think we again. We've I think I mentioned to you briefly off mic how this story we're about we're we're cat we are tackling on this episode is I think really sets it's very much driving now towards officially the end or like where Hellboy yeah. is officially headed. Carcworm is sort of him making that choice. I think Mignola. And then now it's like, now we're on the path Yeah, for where Hellboy like is going. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there's blood witch or Sweet. blood queen. I called her blood witch. She yeah. was a witch once. But she's a blood queen. Now she's a blood queen. And then that one of the people in the back. And another kind of that funny design on the eyes, whoever's behind her. Oh, yeah. She's like looking very intently. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's another she looks witch like, or something. She, I think it's just a if it's a witch, she looks like she's about to go to Coachella. Yeah, she's very <laughs> <laughs> she's got that hairstyle. Uh, there's other stills out there that I can't. I, I, I might have been on Mignola's feed or the Twitter, but one of them I wanted to talk about. Have you seen the one where it's like Alice is wearing like a helmet and Hellboy is like oh, no. right hand of doom is just like resting on it. It's a fun, I think a cute picture. It's just like a little, it, it, I think it's the one that really shows a little bit of lightness and a uh, Hellboy aside from like, us sort of only seeing images of him that feel very like harsh, I guess, yeah. or him angry all the time. Uh, that one gives a little life. I mean, the closest other thing I can think of that we've seen in that is maybe in the trailer where he's just like makes his growling noise at, at da- Damio, yeah, to Daimyo, like, rile, to, like him rile him up and up. get him changing. Yes, and again, I I feel bad. I would love to hear from the listeners. This won't be a spoiler for Kate, but. Remind us because we're not gonna re- we're we're really not we're choosing not to read ahead. I, I'm choosing not to read that again, except for the one time I pulled out to, to like about Blood Queen. I want to oh, know yeah. some acknowledgement on something. But does he have to hold? Is it a Hulk out? Or I mean, I know it's a sort oh, of a demigod thing. Off? Yeah, I was like, I wonder if he has to get pissed off or what, or if that's just a that joke. Was my gen- yeah, I don't know. If that was my like assumption that it's like a defense a mechanism uh, okay. kind of a thing. Yeah, like a Hulk situation where he would have to get riled up in order to change. That was the implication to me from yeah. Hellboy like punching him to be like, all right, let's, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Get your game face on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. I can't, yeah. You know, I kind of did like that. I like that line. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we're, we're, yeah, it is whatever it is. I was just here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I felt very rude. Oh, here it is. Here's the picture I wanted to like. Hey, you know, like it. I don't know. I think in this 
still I'm looking at. I'll probably post it on our feed just so people know what we're talking about. Yeah. I just like, this is the one where I really am sold on Hellboy's look for some reason. I think it just looks great. Oh, yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. And I just think for some reason it's like whatever it's the lighting and the day that they shot this scene. Just his facial expression, too, is like he's he's like sort of making a kind of like a silly face. Yeah. I like it. I think it's definitely one of the best I've I've seen. Yeah. From the whole what they've released. So cool. Um, Yeah. And the, I mean, you guys, I, I'll try to post as many of those steals. They're everywhere. I'm assuming our listeners have seen these steals. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, the last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, aside from it being R-rated officially, we knew that from all the blood in the red band, but it's officially R-rated, which just makes a lot of people excited. Um, yeah. They, a bunch of people got real, like, like every like possible uh, comic book publication or news published this but initially doug jones was offered a cameo in this um but i he turned it down apparently and this is the quote that they pulled from him it says and this is doug jones reboot means recasting and i'm told this first reboot does not have anybody in it from the original film says jones who currently plays the alien saint Giroux on cbs all access star trek discovery he says, I received an offer to do a cameo, but I was deeply immersed in Star Trek Discovery when the ca- offer came in, so I couldn't do it. Mm. Also, I'm like, good excuse. I bet you, like, I'm not saying that's not true, but like, yeah, you're a major character in the first two. Would you really want to just make a dumb cameo in this total reboot? Yeah. That's not returning as the character or like maybe right. not even a line. It probably was going to be at least a scene. So that makes me think Abe's not going to be in this movie at all. Yeah, I would say I would say unless they the most we're going to get is maybe like an MCU final credit scene or something. Right. That's my guess because there's yeah. still rumors that because what's his name Thomas Hayden Church is still. I don't. I I keep forgetting to look this up, but if he's even confirmed or credited as as Lobster Johnson, oh. even though the rumor is that he was cast. He's officially like a, a cast member and people are saying that he's Lo- Lobster Johnson, but I don't know if that was ever, because every article I've read about it is just like speculation versus, right. oh, here's his credit as Lobster Johnson. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I definitely could see if they're going, because it definitely feels, as I've said off the trailer, like it's going to be a franchise they're building. What on IMDb right now? Thomas Hayden Church is credited as Lobster Johnson, which I think oh, is cool. a fucking perfect cast. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Visually, I think he's fucking perfect. Hopefully, he's if they whatever appearance he has in it. Hopefully, he's violent and mean, and <laughs> he'll have to be like I don't so know. crazy in like in, in, in comparison to everybody else. Like everybody else is like chopping off limbs too. He'll have to be just a fucking lunatic. That's a good point. How does if in this version that we uh, off of just what we've seen, where does Lobster Johnson fit in other than just I'm another fucking insane guy that kills people with along with you? I really can't wait to see this movie. I can't wait to see what what how how it fits. Yeah, what the hell's gonna go on? (laughs) Now it feels like intrigued by like 
my weird disdain for certain choices has just made me now the reverse of like, I just can't wait to see so what the curious. hell it's going to be. <laughs> you're going to have to be in like a Hannibal Lecter like mask while we watch this oh, movie. No. Like you're going to be like screaming, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, what am I painting myself yeah. as? <laughs> you just care about it. You just want it to be good. But do I care too much? No, dude. You just care as much as you care. I know. Can feelings you, are just feelings, and you just feel them. Yeah, you're that's right. all. <laughs> Can you all? Do you have the like uh, the website, the uh, the Hellboy fandom website, just or for the listeners? Wish. Yeah. Can you yeah. look up the lady, Lady Hanton, H A T T O N? Um, I'm I'm pulling that because I just want us to confirm on here. I know that we just asked you guys all to email. I think that's her from is Lady Hanton in the Wild Hunt. Oh, so she's later. She's a later on character. Cool. You haven't met her. Yet. I have not. No, I was confirming I who that, that woman was that was talking to Hellboy for oh, us. Whoa, 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 whoa. But again, I guess that's very much Wild Hunt related. Like, there's a lot. It seems of Wild Hunt content. In this yeah, and I can't remember movie. if she's and that she, she doesn't have any other appearances, right? It doesn't say. <sighs> Sorry, I know this of the is, Osiris Club. She's not part. But uh, oh, did we see her then in um, Seed of Destruction? Um, no. And if she's in the Osiris Club, was that was that the one the group that yeah, gathers Hellboy she could be the old the woman, dragon? I guess. I mean, I th- I think the Osiris Club is going to be in the movie a hundred percent. There's stills that sort of confirm it. Yeah, Wild Hunt, of course, that's an Osiris Club thing. All of that, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. A lot of stuff all coming, winding back together. I'm now just like out of my own curiosity wasting oh, yeah, time. Right. Oh, and dude, I'm looking at this still from the trailer and it that does look like um, the logo. It does? the brass knuckles. I think it does. Okay. At least my initial flash of it looks like it's the- I think the, you're right. I think you're right. I think that's what it is. It's a funny choice. I agree. I don't know if it- I mean, again, it could be that it just looks like that, but we'll find out at some point. It's Lady Cynthia Eldon Jones. Which is not, okay. I believe, the woman in the trailer. Cool. So, sorry listeners. I'm very bad at remembering everything. But that's it for Countdown to Hellboy 2019. Let's move on to our next segment, Oh Boy Email. Um, Real quick, there's two emails that we're not going to be reading out um, on this um, segment. Not because we wouldn't want to read them, but because they were just sort of adjacent. Like peripheral stuff. Um, But we wanted to give a shout out. Alex, a regular listener and emailer, sent a really hilarious email that was just a rant about his dislike for Vision from Age of Ultron. and And it was so funny. Maybe I'll put it, maybe I'll read it out and put it as like a little Easter egg at the end of the episode. Sure. Just for fun, but it won't be part of officially a segment. But we want to thank him for sending it in because it was it was just entertaining to read, uh, and it was funny because he was like, "I was like, I still love those movies," and he's like, "Oh, I just want you to know, I love those movies. I just vision drives me crazy." And I'm Both like, of those things can be true. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, I agree. Yeah, um, I the, I love the MCU, and there's plenty of choices here or there that I'm like, make you want to just like hit your head against the wall. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love it. I love the I love the MCU. <laughs> Um, and the other email we just wanted to thank, we weren't going to read it out loud, but from Drew, another regular, um, the man who in, who originated Crappers, uh, <laughs> he sent a very touching and uh, um, 
genuine uh, email directly meant for Kate about um his, about the dog situation. About the dog situation. So yeah, I really appreciated it. It was really nice to hear. You know that other people just have been in the position where you know. Yeah, it was, sometimes like the, it's just not a good fit, or you're not a good fit for the dog, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I appreciated it though. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Yeah, she, uh, really, uh, a little bright spot and all of that. Yeah. So thank you guys. Thanks for those emails. But now we got an email that's all about Hellboy. <laughs> now this email comes from Mike Jansen. He has emailed us before. He's also he's Mike, or we like to call him Devin Urama. <laughs> <laughs> Unrama, Devin Un. Rama. Uh, he sent us a great email. It's titled Lost Army. So it's in response to our episode about the first novel. Cool. He says, Hey, Mark and Kate, really enjoyed hearing you both discuss the Lost Army book as it is the only Hellboy novel I've read. Cool. My introduction to Christopher Golden co writing with Mignola was the book Baltimore or The Steadfast Tinged Soldier and The Vampire. And to this day, have tried to at least three times to even get. Sorry, let me repeat that. Have tried at least three times to get even a quarter of the way through it, but each page is just such a struggle to finish. I picked up the Lost Army. He's saying that of Baltimore? I think, yeah, I think he's saying that about them. Or this might be Lost Army. I was a little confused by that sentence structure. That's why I was just, sorry, you have to repeat it, um, Mike. Um, But he says, I picked up the Lost Army thinking maybe Baltimore just wasn't for me. So, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Baltimore even though I really enjoyed the story and subsequent comics, but found it to be more of the same. I did manage to finish Lost Army, but it took me much longer than it should have. Same for me, man. Yeah, I, I, picked, I read it twice I picked it up now. and put it down. <laughs> yeah, like, I, we, because we were talking about Lost Army in, like, December, and you were like, let's read it on the break. And then we both texted each other after the break, and we were like, oh, have made it through. It. <laughs> it is, it's... You, you listen to the episode, but yeah, in yeah, addition yeah. to that, it is a hard, it's hard to get through. It's not because it just, you got to get into a groove of it for sure. Yeah. That, or be know. stuck on a desert island. That's all you got. Yeah. But he says it never really grabbed me Yeah, or made me want to turn the page. I agree. And while it did have some interesting points, such as Hellboy's love life, it was never really enough to make me invest in the story completely. Ah, well, they can't all be winners. Yeah. <laughs> It's 100% true, especially jumping from one just, I think you have to equate it, I think, also to the movies. Like when you jump from one medium to the next in in an adaptation, we we as lovers of it, myself 100% included in this statement, we we tend to, it's hard to separate from what we love and it's going to be hard to adjust to what, how they're adapting that and trying to tell the story that was originated in a different medium. Yeah. I I have that trouble with a lot of things that like star Wars, for example, I love the star Wars movies. The comics don't do shit for me. Yeah, they don't. And there's a part of me that just doesn't, I like, I like having my star Wars knowledge come from one source. Yeah. I don't need to now like have all these additional supplementary things. Yeah. And I've, I've checked out some of them. The Princess Leia was a great, great read. Yeah. But again, it just doesn't, in the end, don't fulfill It's not me scratching the, same, the same itch or whatever. Yeah. Certain things are just better in their original medium. Yeah. Like they just, you know, work in whatever format they came out in. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> 100% agree. And then sometimes some things are adapted and they work really well. Or, yeah. Or like, I then mean, like, and this is maybe me being a little um, 
what's contradictory of my opinions of the Hellboy trailer. But for the MCU, what I love about it is they completely did not try to be uh, loyal to what was on the page. They There's were like so fucking much too there. Like yeah, they would, have, they would be bending over backwards trying to like justify every single thing. Oh, that would be so many, too many people have contributed to that story. Like there's no no way you could. Yeah, you have to just make a decision and like pick one. But they were smart to do that. They were like, we yeah. can take we can pull from the comics all we want, but in the end, this is its own universe. Yeah. And I guess that's what I'm trying to get my brain to rethink of of Hellboy, and it just hasn't worked. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we don't know yet. We, we don't, don't know, know yet. yet. We don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> we, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Circling back to that. <laughs> just curled up in the fetal position in the corner. Yeah. Um, it could be good. It could but be I, good. <laughs> but I, I agree. That's I think comes back to why Lost Army is hard to get through, is because it's it's not the medium that. This the mo- again again we'll, we'll read the in the future. Hopefully, we'll be reading the other novels yeah. down the road. But oh yeah, I'm I still want. To oh, read we're gonna read ones. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you just hope that they improve or they feel more like yeah. It was uh, their first crack. Their at first it crack at it. And also, I just want to next. I hope the next one we read feels more like a, a traditional novel. And I'm like, oh wow, I'm reading a novel that just happens to be Hellboy rather than. This is sort of half and half, I guess. Yeah. But who knows? I hear, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so he says, though, to complete out his email. So as to not send you both a complete Debbie Downer of an email, <laughs> I would like to recommend the book Hellboy, An Assortment of Horrors, which is a collection of short stories written by a slew of fantasy, horror, and mystery writers. That sounds great. That sounds awesome. I yeah. agree. And I've, I... I Previously never even heard of it. I knew there was one I thought, but not by that title of different ones that I know we would eventually touch on, but I can't remember. But this is the first time I've heard that title. So that's exciting. Sweet. And I love that idea of like shorter stories touched on different people. Explorations are very cool. Yeah. It's like, cool. They're just giving it a little like a different angle or flavor and maybe they'll write it from another point of view. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very cool. He says, much like Lost Army, it contains illustrations by Mignola. All right, have a good one, Mike or Devin Unrama. <laughs> Wonderful email. Yeah, thank you. It's so fun to hear from uh, listeners that have actually touched on the no- the novels because yeah. I feel like the fewer comic books people, and the movies are very fewer. accessible. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll one day get our, our hands on those apparently bad video games and play them too. <laughs> yeah, like the PS One <laughs> games and stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty curious about it. I have a I have a backwards compatible PS Two still in my house. So, I mean, let's fucking do it. I, I don't yeah. know. Anybody have that out there that maybe want to just email? They're, or, they're or just, cheap on eBay too. Dude. Yeah. If you have it though and you're a listener and you're willing to <laughs> if you let us wanna... pay for the shipping to us, we'll, we'll, we'll take it off your hands <laughs> just so we can play it and then talk about it on the podcast. Uh, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Like, Why not? We're a community. Yeah. <laughs> we'll help each other out. <laughs> but that's it. Um, for, I'm just oh, worried that nobody owns that shit. I know, right? They're like, oh, no. They hide it away. Like, <laughs> no. no. It's like that old that E.T. rumor where they took all the cartridges and, oh, they and buried them. Oh, and dumped them into a, yeah, into a fucking landfill. Yeah, because it was such a bad game. I get. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get my hands on that. Just to like, because I owned it. We owned it in my family at one point, the Atari with ET. And I don't remember it a lot. I remember just being confused by it as a kid, but that could have been also that I'm a fucking child that 
is not ready to play video Some games. Some games at were that just point. so bad, but I feel like as a child, I expected them all to be good. Like I played enough good ones that I was like, when a bad, when I came across a bad one, I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I just suck at this. But I think no, I think well, there were just games. bad games in the world for sure. Yeah, there's always bad things of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm seeing a nine dollar <laughs> Hellboy <laughs> Asylum Seeker for PlayStation One. Disc Ew. only. Disc only. That's all we needed. Disc only for some reason sounds sad. <laughs> oh, it's pathetic looking. The photo is <laughs> so uh, sad. Condition? Good. Amazing. I will say this. I'm just going to put a little teaser in here as we go into our break. Since we're talking about Hellboy games, uh, I can't say much, but I will say that in the near future... We will be, we will be playing that Hellboy board game. Yeah. So that's all I can say about it for now. <laughs> but be. That's pretty much saying it. <laughs> that's pretty much saying it, but no more details. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break real quick. When we get back from this brief break, we'll be jumping right into the Hellboy story, The Third Wish. Hi, good morning. Hey, good night. Hi, that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 come back. Oh, we're back. Hey, I'm Joey Berger. And I'm Justin Sherman. And you should listen to Everything Reviewed. We review everything. everything. It's a new podcast on Campfire Media Network and wherever you get podcasts. And we review stuff and let's review our podcast. Everything Reviewed. One, two, three, ten. Perfect ten out of ten for Everything Reviewed. So listen for more reviews like that. Cool. All right, good night. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we're getting right in to this week's story that we're covering, and that is Hellboy's The Third Wish. Yeah, Third Wish, written and illustrated by Mike Mignola, covered, uh, colored by Dave St- <laughs> Dave Stewart. <laughs> colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley. And yeah, originally published back in July through August of 2002. Um, and in there's like a little brief introduction in the library version uh, edition where uh, Mignola talks about how this kind this of- This is weird. Ch- weird real quick. Real, oh, yeah. Is that it's not in the library edition, which I found Oh, odd. it's not. It's in the Stranger, Strange Places oh. uh, um, trade paperback. And I, in my library edition, I was trying to find it. Unless I haven't found it in my library edition, it's not fucking here. Oh, well, it's really interesting. So I'm I was glad super glad that I, because what I tend to do it. is I read from the hoopla, yeah. my first reading, and then I use the library edition when we're on the podcast. Sure. So I was very happy I did that this time because I saw that. Oh, cool. But you can talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, basically, he was like, this is a sub, was a Submariner story. He like, um, he had illustrated a Submariner story back in the day and had this as like another story for that character. But then it was for whatever reason, he doesn't quite remember never used, but he like filed it away in his brain and used this like mermaid trapped underwater kind of a story later for Hellboy. Um, And then he was taught, he talks briefly about how for Hellboy, he was writing a story with like a half crumbling, like, uh, destroyed New York city. And then September 11th happened and Wild. he was like, so that didn't, you know, that story goes on the shelf of course. And so he pulls this one out because it's pretty much as far away from that as you could get very understandably. So, yeah. And then pulls out some like little mermaid kind of, uh, uh, 
stuff and like he and then he adds that it's a little darker than he originally intended maybe because of like post 9-11 New York yeah he says overall tone of the story ended up much darker than I originally intended maybe it was 9-11 the ghost father and souls and jars were all post 9-11 inventions yeah or That's, maybe it's yeah. just the beast of the apocalypse thing catching up to Hellboy. But it's like, oh, probably a little bit of all both. Yeah, yeah. That it would make sense to have that. Like if you're living in New York at that time, it shit was probably very bleak. And yeah. So yeah. That, that kind of seeped into the story a little bit. It definitely does feel like that. It doesn't feel like um it feels dark, especially for a submariner story. Like to imagine that was like Yeah, funny. right. Um and it's definitely, I think, with that tone only, it's it's different from, I think, a lot of the side stories. Aside from, like, Right Hand of Doom um, and uh, box, fu- uh, box, of e- box Full of Evil. Was it Box Full of Evil or Box of Evil? But whatever it was. Yeah. I just, now my tongue and my brain are not working together. That's okay. But those two stories, like, from side were, like, sort of darker, right? Yeah. Because it gave more revelation into him. But the other, like, side stories that we've had with Hellboy that are not part of the major, his... M- through line yeah. his major arc at least pillars um were sort of are not as or more like fun or like they had a little bit of lightness to them i feel like and this one's like nope we're continuing on this again as i've mentioned before like really setting in the path for hellboy trajectory going forward now yeah and it's like ooh. and i love that he's able to like tap into African folklore that we haven't seen a lot of um, in the stories thus far. And it's like, it's like a whole new realm of like awesome stories that he can pull from. Uh, Yeah. It's, and it's really, really cool. And I'll be honest, I don't think as a normal comic book reader, I would have never, I mean, I, as a white male probably didn't, I don't know a lot of African um, folktales. I mean, I had heard of, um, Anansi before because uh-huh. my my sister like works for a museum in Pennsylvania oh, and amazing. like had this like cool she was like sending me a bunch of pictures they had like a cool African art exhibit that like featured Anansi like the Anansi spider and like that idea that's the only time I had heard of it though Whoa. as another like white person I just I guess I don't know it's also just a failing on me like I never really like I just think gravitated towards it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But, I know sometimes we just get stuck and it's not uh, like we just get stuck in our little like yeah. comfortable pockets. It's like Irish shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine was Mormonism and yeah. getting away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And like all like Catholicism and shit like that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I guess you get stuck in your little bubble, but that's, that was really cool for, for me. Like now I want to learn more about these folk tales that seem like super fucking interesting and cool. And Very cool. And yeah. then, yeah. And then the whole Little Mermaid, like inspired by Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid. And yeah. He says, he doesn't he say to you, like, the three wishes are all pretty much exact, right? Of like part of the yeah, story. Yeah. For the, I mean, I never, I'm not super familiar with Me that either. version, but I know it's like darker and scarier and shit. Like all the old fairy tales. Like yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got the, um, just the initial like cover with him among like the Hellboy among the lions underneath the um uh Mal- Malomi's like staff with the bell attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um just like pretty cool, these like really kind of dangerous, like dripping lions and stuff like yeah. really cool. Um and then for the opening, just this like churning, thrashing looking like or 
it's like I think it's like coral and yeah, stuff, like these right? coral like bodies growing. Um and fishes. Uh, little fishes swimming it's around. It's really cool somewhere. establishing shot of just like underwater. Yeah. We're so used to like an old ancient castle right. or something ominous. And now it's like just uh, somewhere under the sea. Yeah, somewhere. And then three sisters asking for favors from the Bog Rouge, who we uh, just see a silhouette of um, in order to grant the favors for her uh, granddaughters. She wants them to stick this nail into the head of her enemy. So that's like the cold open, like we we just see, you know, yeah. that happen. And then um, in Africa, we see this like little house and just a one lone figure sitting by a fire um, and kind of like either talking to himself or we don't quite know who he's talking to. And then um, then we see Hellboy approach him. Uh, yeah, he is like. Um, heard you've been asking about me. Are are you Malomi? Yeah. So they kind of introduce each other. We like learn a little bit about this figure that he's been alive for a super long time, um, or that he was like rumored to have died hundreds of years ago, but he still exists here in this form. Um, they share like a cigar or whatever he's smoking there. Yeah, <laughs> which I love is it. Cool. I love their interaction entirely. Yeah, right it's like here. very cool. Like immediately, they're like familiar with each other. Um, and we come to learn that, like, that's because he's known about Hellboy for since he was like a child. Yeah. Um, and he's late. I love this whole idea that, like, he expected him, but he's now three days late, I believe, is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like um, and then he references the um, Anansi, the spider. Yeah. who's like this storytelling figure, like a suit, like a figure that kind of represents like oral story, like storytelling uh uh, traditions so it's like um it like a huge it, it's it's such like a cool thing to incorporate for Mignola because I think like I agree his just love of storytelling like it makes perfect sense that they would have this figure and I love that someone that might not be familiar with it he just gets in there such concisely how it's yeah. just like he introduces the spider hanging off the finger and then immediately just you see him say once he trapped a python a fairy a leopard and a hornet and traded them to the sky god for all his stories. You're Which like, is such a cool panel. <laughs> yeah. It's a very densely packed cool panel. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of cool shit in there. And the representation representation of the fairy is so cool because it's just like a little like light. Yeah. And you're like just like this glowing thing. It's so fun. And I love the drawing of the spider in this next panel too. Like it just looks like kind of whimsical and cool. Yeah. Um and, and it's, it's saying, just saying Hellboy. Hellboy really small. Saying like how he, when he was a boy, the spider would whisper stories about Hellboy in his ear. And then he tells another um, just like a little quick story of the bat, um, the bat who Sky God gave him darkness so that he dropped it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, can you carry this to the moon? And then, yeah, the bat dropped it. So it flies around trying to get darkness back. I love old like tellings of like th those kind of folk tales that are just coming from like early civilization or early when our human like homo sapiens started to like develop consciousness or just their way of explaining things is that way. Yeah. It's so creative. Like it's funny that we like sort of tend to now and in, in our high technology world tend to look back on that and be like, Oh, that's so silly. But I'm like, 
actually, it's very imaginative. We should like praise them that they like, let me figure this out by make, but they did it in a very imaginative and way. You had to make sense of shit. Like <laughs> somehow you had to be like, why the, def- why is it so fucking dark now? <laughs> like, I think, I mean, I think like everybody has that thought too. Like where, if you go out anywhere where there's like, especially if there's like, crazy natural phenomenon around you where, like crazy rock formations, mountains, stuff like that, where it's like, Oh yeah. You, th- people had to look at it and be like, well, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> like, lightning or something. Like if you saw that and you're like prehistorical, like, you know, you're just like a human walking around being like, I have no idea. Like, what did you say to God to make him do this lightning? Like, yeah. I, what did you do? What'd you do? Cause you What'd brought you it here. You brought it here. Okay? It wasn't here last year. <laughs> I have that thought too all the time. Or like seeing like, you know, if you go out somewhere where you can see the stars really well, where it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like uh, you guys would make stories out of it. Like, Totally. Human beings would do this. Yeah, I love it. Um, and that you come up with great cool. ones like this about the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then continue, because this next, why he's late, is so funny to me. Yeah. It's so like, in a dark story, it's such... It's a little it's, bit of levity, for yeah, sure. And it's so funny. It's like, how come you're late? <laughs> well, okay, a while back, he's like a little embarrassed by it. He like ate a banana from a haunted tree. And then the ghost was dropping rocks and garbage on him. He's like, I know this ghost, <laughs> you know? And then they're like kind of sharing, like they're like relating to each other on this yeah. level of like, yeah, I know him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, just a nice lady stopped by, gave him a chicken and he let me go. God, that's so. Like, yeah, yeah, I know her too. Yeah. That's, I think that so ghost, fun. I know it doesn't explore it much, but like the corpse, and I think Guillermo uses the corpse because it's so delightful um, and funny. Yeah. He has to like carry this corpse on his back. Um, this would be a story that I would be like, like if I was adapting a Hellboy movie, yeah. you'd want to slip this in there somehow. A ghost that haunts him and drops garbage and rot stones on him is so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just like. What a funny obstacle. Yeah. Like not all of these things are like going to kill you. Yeah, Some they're of just, them are just, just like. fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, hey, stop it. Stop stealing my bananas. <laughs> Very funny. And then, Ugh. yeah. So he's like, um, you know, they're just relating to each other like that. And it's like, okay, well, you're tired. Rest. Um, or what do you mean? I am tired, but just sleep. And he like kind of has Hellboy go into this like sleep state. Like I, that's the impression I get is that he's kind of like rest now. Like yeah, he, he wants him to see something. I agree. In a dream. Um, Either it was on that cigarette or that yeah, cigar I don't know was in or <laughs> he's using like Jedi power. Yeah. Well, he leaves. He said, I'll leave my medicine to keep you safe. So he like leaves the staff there with the bell. Yeah. Um, And Hellboy like immediately knocks out. And the bell is like just lightly like dinging in the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're going to like see that image kind of throughout the story. Um, And then we see Hellboy in this like dreamlike world where these stars are super bright shining. Uh, What the hell is this? <laughs> and then um, really like cool crazy like ghostly eyed lions are surrounding him um creature yeah very very you know a a lion saying anung unrama yeah terrifying very scary they're definitely uh not as welcoming for sure they're uh this is the last night you'll ever sleep under the skies of africa you know like don't come back we're gonna scar you so that you remember 
And then as they're like kind of surrounding him, the bell starts ringing louder and louder. And he looks up to see, you know, who's there. Uh, Malomi. And we see Malomi, but with like a mask covering his face. Yeah. And the bell ringing. And then he suddenly like jolts awake. And the Um, mask he's wearing is matched with the bell. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Like, yeah, it it makes me, I mean, I don't know as many of the references and I kind of tried to like Google Malomi, but I couldn't find that much, especially like concerning a bell outside of like Hellboy Wikipedia's. But like, yeah, if anybody knows about this bell, like if you guys know the history of this or or anything or like the origin of the story, um, like, let us know, because I, you know, just in my, like, very brief searching for it, I didn't find too much information. But, yeah, it just makes me want to, like, learn more about um, these folktales and stuff. Because they sure. seem, like, very cool. Um, so she's like, you got to wake up now. The ocean's calling you. <laughs> I love this. And I also like, love, huh? this is a funny humor uh, where you have that wide shot of them on now a different location. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I know it was dark la- late, la- la- last night and I was tired, but. Wasn't your little house parked in a completely different part of Africa? <laughs> yeah. He's like not even acknowledging him. He's like, come, come yeah, with me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't have time to explain this to you here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like saying how he's at the crossroads of his life. The roads all lead to strange places. And the only advice he has to offer is to take um, the bell that we saw, like protecting him before. Um, I guess like sort of guiding him almost. Yeah. Um, so he hands that over to him. Hellboy like leans down into the surf and here's another perfectly Hellboy. funny, uh, fr- uh, panel. Yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> it is Hellboy. calling. It's literally calling. <laughs> yeah. You aren't lying basically, you know? And then, um, that's really something I'm not sure if I, and then just a huge wave, like oh. arcing. Up I love and- that hit wave. Just the time that, it- I'd like to think that like it's not like a surprise. It has enough time where he gets to take it in where he's just like, damn. Yeah. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. It's like very like honestly building up and it's like hitting these seagulls like it's towering over them. It's crazy. Crashes down, takes Hellboy underwater. Um, Malomi's like standing on the shore kind of just waiting. Yeah. And then as he's falling further, we see the three sisters, the three mermaids there. Um, the bell's oh, I, ringing. I caught this. This is very cool. I yeah. mean, in the rereading, I, I, I noticed that we have, the, of course, them, the bell ringing, and then he disappears, but his staff remains at the side. Yeah, Similar to like there. how is he left his staff when he put him to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like there's a bit of... He's like sort of guiding him to it. He like guides him to the crossroads, but I guess can't like make any decisions he's like for a him, watcher kind of yeah that's why i'm equating it's him really to cool. a watcher from the mcu he's like observing this story as it happens as he's like told the these other stories previously it's like oh this is like it unfolding in front of me yeah. kind of um it's really cool and then he's still grasping the bell but then he gets you know he's getting taken for deeper by these three sisters he's kind of swiping trying to Thrash away at them. The length Some of them really is cool. the design of hit these mermaids is incredible. Yeah, they're Just really cool. The length cool. of their bodies and the fins are gorgeous and terrifying. At the yeah, same time. it makes them so much more like a little like stronger looking almost. Like yes. it's not like they're not just like, you know, the shape of human legs. They're like 
definitely more animal like 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 just almost like Hecate kind of like where she was like serpentine. These yeah. are almost you know these are like way longer. Their design is really cool. Um, he gets to the floor of the ocean and then a fucking great white like swims up to menaces him. Makes him drop that bell. Finally drops the bell. <laughs> We're like, ah, oh, shit. And, you know, the ocean is basically working against him at this point. Yeah. Finally, the sisters take him, capture him. The bell falls and we see a close up on it. Um, and it's like dinging slowly as it like falls down away somewhere we don't know. And then we see one of the sisters holding the nail and they're pushing it into Hellboy's um, like horn stump. Yeah. Doesn't look fun. His face is pained. Ugh. He's, you it's know. like putting it into your, I mean, cause it's, I would assume it's like your horn is like a bone. Yeah. Probably like your nails. Very good. Same <sighs> thing, right? Yeah. It's the same kind of calcium or whatever, um, protein or whatever Some. that builds up this. I mean, I know probably the, can't feel rhino great. and our nails are like the same thing. Yeah. They're literally, they're hammering it into his head. So that can't feel great. Yeah, that big that hammer. I love that. I don't. I love the hammer they use. It's just like a yeah. It's like crazy mallet. mallet. Yeah, yeah. And then like Bang. pulling him under. All of this like pretty much silent, with the exception of like the clanging, which has got to be like this. It's like this big sound effect that I, I think he uses really effectively here because it's like right in his head. It would be so loud. Yeah. I wonder if this because I didn't, pretty silent, like wordless. Yeah, for this whole time, and I thought that was like such a cool sequence. I would guess that that's the end of the first <gasps> issue because I didn't look up the page count. I could be wrong. I, I think you're right because probably. it just feels like I love how it goes. Because we also large, have the the next thing, the establishing of like the ocean again, the ocean again with just his uh, Malomi's staff sticking out. Yeah, you're probably totally right with that. I just yeah. love how that big sound and then silence of the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So like, ooh. Really ominous. <laughs> yeah. Super like dark. Um, Yeah, these like crazy, really alien looking fish. I love his, I love Mignola's animals, but then when seeing him do a new animal like the lions and then now. Yeah, the bat. I feel like we might, we've seen like some bats, but not a and lot. And maybe, yeah, and maybe in other creatures you could probably identify. Uh-huh. His his octopus work here, it's great. Some of my favorite. He's in his element for his <laughs> octopus. You know, like these. You know, he's like sweet tentacles. All right, you, you, got, you got know it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, Hellboy comes to and he's like in this underground cavern. Wow, I bet this is bad. <laughs> like he's like looking around, <laughs> just like perfect. Very eerie. You still get the sense that it's super quiet. Like probably like muffled. You know, when you like stick your head underwater. Yeah. And then this voice coming out of this doorway into this kind of little cave. Um, for you, it is even worse than that, which is like, ugh, fuck. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we get this witch. This is us meeting the bog uh, roosh right now. Oh, um, I love the bug roosh. Yeah. Hey, giant talking fish. Uh, fun's fun, but I gotta go. I gotta go. You hear me? <laughs> I always picture his lines as being such throw throwaways, and it's so funny to me. Yeah, it's very He's silly. Like, fun's fun. I gotta go. <laughs> she does the whole like you know the usual rigmarole of like one of the things that's trying to stop Hellboy of like you know using his like his proper name and all that stuff yeah talking about like you know just using like heightened language and then him mm-hmm. doing that like he fun's fun i got to go though <laughs> so yeah she's basically like you're you're my prisoner that nail in your skull is going to keep you here we get a cool close up of that we have like this little like 
rune symbol on yeah. the nail. It's like similar, some bad magic. Yeah, it's similar to like when we first saw like uh, when uh, Rasputin got really angry and used that symbol. Yeah. It sort of almost feels like the same language. Yeah, this it's very like ancient cool. um, magical language. Love it. Um, he's bound in chains that are carved out of bone. They're like painful to him. She's like, do you remember Emil Bertrand? He's like, sure. Yeah, he was a nut. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. He liked to pretend he was a werewolf and chase little girls around. Yeah. We got to run in a few years ago and the, the idiot fell off a cliff. <laughs> so crazy. And then, yeah, so like she says his hatred for Hellboy was so deep. It like went into his bones. And now these chains are made like fashioned out of his bones. So you're fucked like you can't get out of them they're you know magically yeah. imbued with hatred for you basically that idea is brilliant yeah like, what a neat. cool creation that Mignola just to like bring back some other old older characters too it was really cool yeah so Bagrush is kind of like calls forth her granddaughters um to reward them for capturing hellboy um eldest goes first she wants to be with her lover who's been gone hunting he's like a great hunter and he's been gone too long and then she's like yeah, this is like of course a be careful what you wish for kind of situation Definitely. she's like sure here's your boyfriend he's dead he's a zombie he's vampire. a vampire he's gonna uh, eat you yeah and you'll be together in death and he comes up and bites her on the neck and she bleeds out right there yeah um so it's like next and you know hellboy's feeling bad for these granddaughters you know the second one still cocky like i'm not a fool okay my boyfriend's alive he just lives above us uh, on the earth. Um, and I want to be like him, you know, uh, you know, little mermaid style. I want yeah, to be able to have legs and be a human just like him and live happily ever after. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bagrush can do that for you. Sure. <laughs> she doesn't give her any songs about under the sea, nothing like that. She's just going to give her legs and be able to breathe water or be able to breathe air. But guess what? We're still down in the Bagrush's fucking cave lady. Yeah. So you're done. You're done. You're drowning. She's drowned right now God. immediately. Um, and then Hellboy, I love like in the introduction also like Mignola briefly mentions like um, when he was moving this story from a Submariner story, like in his mind to a Hellboy story, he was like, I'll just figure out how he breathes water later. Yeah. And, and then, this is the real, the this panel is the that one does it. little panel that like just lets you know, he's like, how how is it that I'm breathing air after the daughter, after the granddaughter drowns and a fish just goes the nail. Yeah. It's like it swims up the nail. Yeah. It's a magic nail. Yeah. It's a magic nail. <laughs> and, but it, it's really funny cause it's like, <laughs> you could call it out as, but it's like, oh yeah, it takes care of it for me. I'm like, yo, yeah. That reminding me that that's magic. Right. There was a reason we already were presented with it and I buy it and I'm yeah. like oh yeah there's magic in this world yeah and but it also is like is very funny that it like it harpens back to like a funny thing of like it's made fun of in like screenwriting of like did you ever see that movie like thank you for smoking yeah they make fun of that how they're like gonna put like cigarettes in space yeah and that are like talking and he's like but you can't like there's all those explosives it's like yeah yeah you just put one line in there that explains like you can you know <laughs> right. what I mean yeah. like, that's what it sort of harpens back to me you know and but it's like 
But yeah. like every story almost has that where we're like, yeah, we have to quickly you just explain in this disbelief. world. Yeah. It always makes me think of like whenever I encounter something like that, it makes me think of the Mystery Science Theater uh, theme song, like the original one where it's like, just repeat to yourself, bitch, just a show. I should really just relax. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like if you have uh, questions about the science facts, just uh, it's like, Shut the fuck Chill up. Out. <laughs> yeah. It's science. Which is what, fiction. you know, what, what a hypocrisy for us to say. Cause we're sitting there doing like an hour long, uh, breakdown of the, <laughs> of the thing, <laughs> you know, listen, we understand that sometimes we fall into the category of, uh, breaking it down too much, but this, oh, also, for sure. we can still enjoy this part of it. Yeah. I like going back and forth. Some things. Yeah. I think sometimes it's done well. Sometimes it's done a little less. Yeah. Well. Mignola is just trying to tell the story. Like he's doing it. It, it, it's like and that could have been a note from the editor that, yeah scott could have been like hey man we just need to you need to make it clear that that nail is fucking just magic for, just <laughs> for like clarity's sake but that's all you do need you I can agree. still tell this story like telling the story is more important i think than having like over explaining yeah how this is occurring having a, a fish say 100%. the nail is completely sufficient the nail man Shut yeah, the, like the hey man chill out it's the fucking nail yeah right he's like i guess that's it <laughs> Um, son of a, so she calls the like last daughter or granddaughter forward. It's like, don't be afraid of me. She's so scary. The Bagru, yeah. she's scary oh. as shit. Her body. I mean, she's yeah. crazy. This like old crone of a woman. She reminds me of, um, of, uh, uh, Baba Yaga a little bit in that, yes. like her, she's like Baba old, Yaga of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> sea Yaga. And she is like, come on, tell, tell me what you want. And Hellboy at this point, it's just like, leave her alone. Like. Yeah, um, I love that. Leave yeah. her alone. Because he's like, you know, even though she brought him here, clearly it was under these like false pretenses. False pretenses, yeah. Um, so Baba Yaga gives him a whack. You I know, love you calling your the Bob Rouge Baba oh, Yaga. Fuck, fuck Bob Rouge. <laughs> Ocean uh, Baba Yaga. I love Yaga. that she just has all this like womanly mermaid body with that big fish head. It's fucking just perfect design, Mr. Yeah. Mignola. It definitely too makes her like more. Like, since these are her granddaughters, you think like, oh, at one point, maybe she was more like humanoid, but yeah. she's like, you know, become more like the more she's been down there, the longer she's been like trapped in this little area. She's just become more and more creature like. Yeah. It's like, and yeah, I agree. It's you hide cool. away from the world. You become more and more like that. Yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, she's like basically smacks him into this like classic bellboy taking a hit yeah taking a hit smacks him down into you know this pit where the octopuses and like crab is like reaching up for him the fish are like snapping around him and then she's like no no you're not like spares him that death just to like give him a, be a worse one later like that death's not for you and she like puts him over yeah you know throws him over into these like columns where he's at least safe from the octopus and stuff for now. For now, yeah. And then she's right back to her granddaughter who wants to honor her father. She wants his like broken spear rich spearhead returned to him to like his grave. Apparently Bagrush can't come up with a clever way to backfire on this. So she's just like, all right, take it, go. Or she, I bet she knows what like the kind of I bet she knows what's going to happen because like once we'll like we'll see what really comes of this. She's just like, it's not worth she's she's, like, hey, she's, You're going to get shamed. A fair wish. Cool. Um, So she gives that to the youngest granddaughter, actually returns it to her. We see 
the youngest granddaughter like hesitate as she looks back at Hellboy. Surely like feeling bad. Yeah. Hellboy just looks on at her like he's, you know, not really judging her. She looks at him kind of sympathetically as she has this expression. And yeah, uh, Bagrusha sends her away. Now that that's done, like we can get down to business. Talks about. This is where I think in addition to everything we've now dealt with, mainly Hellboy's like what people want from him. Yeah. We've heard, we've Hecate. Hecate. Uh, Manatee. Hecate. Hecate. Yeah. I forget (laughs) who wrote into us like. Manatee Hecate. Here's a a little, here's a little. uh, (laughs) Here's a tip. (laughs) Here's Uh, a trick for you dum-dums. Yeah. Rasputin. Everybody that's like want what they want from Hellboy. Yeah. Even his dream of his father and things like that. What's expected is they think, hey, we want you to destroy the world, right? That's what we've always faced. We think the monsters want him to be the monster. Or those, that's his, that's every monster's like expectation of him one way or another, whether they are afraid of it, like the Bagrush or. But I think, I don't, has anybody previously to Bagrush monster wise said, I don't want you to do that. The only ones that I can think of are the ones that we're going to see later in the story, like the fairies. Right. The, those are the only ones, the, the like fey creatures that like. But they're sort of like just blown away that he's choosing against his destiny. Yeah, they're more like observers. They're observers similar to like watchers in yeah. some sense. Uh, I keep referencing them. But this is the first time I feel like a full on fucking other monster creature in the world. Instead of wanting to entice him to do it is yeah. like straight up like I'm killing you so that I can save the world and like my existence. Right. Which is very cool and fascinating and almost like a perfect place. And then and how much we've read up to this point to place it. Yeah. To give us a new to surprise me with a different point of view like that. Yeah, it's like it is for salvation. It's in a bad, you know, you're going to destroy the world, basically. And he has to defy that in the same way that he has for everybody else, it, even though her motives are, you know, she's saying it's it's for salvation. I don't want you to bring about the destruction of the world. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, and she's like, I don't care. I want to be sure sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we kind of cut back over to the youngest granddaughter going to her father's like, uh, this like statue memorializing him, gonna return it to him. Um, at long last, it's returned. And then, as she places it there, her like spirit of her father returns and is like, "What have you done?" <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, "Listen, this was uh, we brought that creature to uh to get these wishes to honor you, you know." And he's like, essentially, like that creature was alive, broken tools and like old bones don't honor anybody. It's the uh, deeds of their children. So you've doomed me. Like you've doomed us both. We're both going to hell for this one. You fucked up. Yeah. And I'm sure Bogrush knew some, you know, was like, this is like, haha. she's still going to get fucked over yeah. by this. You're not going to get exactly. Hate want. those careful what you wish for situations. Such They're, a, such a, tough. what the fuck am I supposed to ask for? If you find one, if you find yourself in one, walk away. Just walk away. Oh boy. <laughs> Makes me not want anything. Yeah. Yep. Just to want nothing. For sure. Um, yeah. So then back with the Bagra, she's still explaining like, basically like, I know that you're going to just fuck everything up. And he's like, listen, you're boring me to death. I love this. <laughs> like they're kind of like just going back and forth. He's like, I've heard all of this before. <laughs> you know, I like this back and forth. She's like, you are a sad thing. Yeah. Look who's talking. Look who's Jesus. talking. <laughs> 
he's like, listen, lady, you know, uh, me good, you bad, basically. Like, <laughs> you're the monster. You want to kill me. I save people. But she constantly is saying, like, I see a vision. Because I'm, uh, you know, of all the witches and all the countries under the ways. None see further than I, mm-hmm. which is cool. And then it's like, again, his hand being used outside of his body. And we have seen, seen that before, image. yeah. But I love that, like, going through all of that and her, like, just fear. And he's just like... I love his response to that is, so you've had a dream that when I die, the whole world gets destroyed and you're going to prevent that by killing me. <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not, you're not, I'm not, he's like, he's just pulling it apart in such yeah. a fun way. Of it's like, like, listen, lady, you got it all wrong. Okay. <laughs> and then she like goes on to explain that you're going to get ripped up into bits. This is how, when I was a little kid, this is how I always thought, if you're going to kill Jason Voorhees, this is what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So she's got my way to kill Jason Voorhees. That's her plan. So okay. I'm on board. You're a Bogrush. I can see her, her, uh, you know, <laughs> the way her brain is working right here. She's like, listen, I'm going to chop you up into little bits, okay? Some of you guys, like, we're going to send you to all the witches, okay? You've caused all these witches to suffer. The, you popped out Bobby Yaga's eye, so I'm going to give her your eye. Okay, yeah. that's going to be, that's what she's going to get. Hecate's going to get your skin. Did you notice this? It says the iron bitch instead of witch. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, because, and she also says so-called queen of witches, while also claiming, Bagrush also claims that she can see further, you know, clearly. I love there's, there's this tension little, between these witches. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, animosity there. Where I she's love like, that. But she, she's still a witch, so she's like, I'm still going to give yeah, her your skin. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> she can go ahead and have your skin. I don't like her, but she's a witch, so I'll give her your skin. And it's like, what about you? What are you going to do? I'm going to eat your heart and drink your blood. All right. What about the hand? And like, so she talks about this like uh, whale, the olding, oldest living creature on earth is going to swallow your hand and then go into uh, like disappear into this part, like this deep, deep part of the world. And then your burden will be gone. He's like, sounds like you got it all figured out. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. Super great. You got a plan for everything kind of a thing. And she's like, I got to still prepare. So you just, you know, hang tight while just I getting do angry. That. He's like, come on, yeah. do it now. I don't want to fucking wait. Yeah. Or like, take this now out of my head. Let me fight. And then um, she just leaves him there in that cavern for a little bit. We see a kind of a close up of this whale that she referenced with the dinging of the bell. I really, really quick want to just pull out. I love the structure of this right before the well. Just the dialogue and everything is so fun. How he's like, yeah, you come like he's he's I'm realizing this is another thing that I love is that and I think this might be something that also I think that maybe when people try to adapt this forget is that I don't think he's just genuinely angry all the time. No, he uses it. It's a defense. Yeah, he's like trying to he's he's defense. Yeah, he's because right here he's like he's getting angry because it's like that's my one chance is if I can get fight this thing. Maybe I can get I can out rile of her up because he's like, yeah, come back and get here and get these chains off me. We'll see what I know. You hear me? You take this goddamn. But then she just doesn't listen to us. Then he's just yeah. left to be like, damn, fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> and I think that just shows more depth to him just being a brute. Right, he's not doing it because he's losing control so much. He's trying to he's trying different strategies basically yeah. to make her um come at him in a way. Which is wonderful. God damn it. And then we get this really cool part elsewhere. Um we see all the like fairy folk that we've seen before like way from way back in at 
uh, during the corpse. Um, yeah. Was like most of their first appearances. We see like them all gathered together and they're just talking amongst each other like, you know, he's caught like he's prisoner. Our power can't save him and everything. Um, and then we get a name for this character. This is the first time he's named, right? Dogda. The one that was just talking. The one, well, Dogda the dru- is the Druid King. Yeah. The King the, or like the elf King. Yeah. The first time it's ever been mentioned. So we have all these creatures watching. This is about to happen. And I love, we have um, Guragach, or however you pronounce the little hog's name. He speaks up. He wants, he's like, save the hand, save the hand. New world for who? Not for us. When this world ends, we end. Bad enough, we have been driven out of the light of the day. Are we so eager to be even less, to be nothing at all? Hell boy. I just love this point of view that's being enriched of like, yeah. they also, it's nice to see that there's just depth to it. It's not just all these evil creatures just having like a, an agreement. It's right. like seeing that like some are like, no, I want to keep existing. I don't want him to bring about the, the end of the world. Yeah. I don't, I know that we maybe have even spoken on this already, but it's just like, again, it's just showing me how amazing this world is built and it's so complex and it's not just black and white of like good evil. It's like, no, there's these creatures that are just happen to be mischievous and up yeah. to things that, that, people consider not good, but they're like, we value our existence as much as a human. Yeah. And they've, and I mean, I, I think that's played and hinted at earlier because these elves and as they met, I said, they used to have a richer civilization, but humans now live and are the dominant. I, I love that idea too, of like this hidden world of fairies and stuff like that. Like yeah. that they exist, but are, you know, have been like pushed away with fewer people believing in them and stuff like that. As we continue, he's like barking at them. Uh, I say it, this, I, I say, let the sea cow have him. Let the well eat the hand and choke on it so long as he falls into that hole. Yeah. Um, he's so spiteful and I love it. Yeah, he's so pissed. Uh, like Graugak or something Graugak, like that. Graugak, yeah. I guess he's like an Irish Graugak. Great name. Um, but this is where we hear this character who's been there all along is where the one of them uh, turns to one of these little like trolls or elves or whatever there's so many of them yeah he turns and says what do you say sir edward that is the first time i believe we've heard him him name and that is the witch finder cool i read the one issue of, yeah, yeah but i mean he's gonna play in but this is why i love the hellboy it's crazy it's so i'm like what are you doing here <laughs> yeah and i think that's what's cool is like we're getting that well we're not gonna find out the whole like story until later but now yeah. it's like we got a name we yeah i mean we know he's part of this whole world which is like the recurrence of these characters makes it feel like it really is like ramping up towards something like there's it's starting to um pay off like all of these kind of mysterious figures that we've seen before um coming back and being more you know just being more blatant and like obvious with their motivations and stuff like that yeah totally yeah and i love it and then they really just they mock him. They mock this little hog. Yeah, he's, so he's angry. just like, he's just you just like, want revenge. Yeah. Don't be like, a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. And I will have my revenge. And he hits <laughs> yeah. that like stone representation of Hellboy that they're all observing in yeah. this realm. And that affects Hellboy. And he gets fucked up by this hit that he gets on him. Yeah, he like knocks him in the head and it like knocks him back in in real life or whatever. We're like back in his plane of existence. Yeah, so Hellboy gets knocked out by that. He's like, you know what? enough's enough and then right when he's kind of like still you know he still has no plan uh the granddaughter shows back up sneaks along has that piece of the spear that uh brought (laughs) and then um 
you know, just like frees him from those chains. But at, of course, like right as she does that, this like, super, yeah, Bagrush looking really scary, even bigger than before. Is like, what the fuck? <laughs> kind of bust in. Uh, but the party's pretty much over. Like once the chains are off of him, he yeah. kind of gives her one punch and she's down. Um, the granddaughter explains like, you know, you're just way more powerful than her. That's why you're all chained up. Tells him to go kind of like sacrifices herself and stays. Um, but as he looks back, he's like, he feels bad. He just sees that she's basically prisoner of the her Bob grandmother. Rush, yeah. And then he also hears like, Bagrish say, I'm just going to hunt you down later. You still have that nail in your head. You're, you're done. Uh, now it's time to torture and kill my third granddaughter for some reason. Yeah. She's the worst. She's terrible. And so like the zombies of her sisters come out and like start to, you know, she's like, Oh God, here are my instruments, torture and death. Yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) Um, they start to take her and then Hellboy's like, screw that. As you see, like the, figure of his uh or of like the like the grandfather sort of speaking to yeah him yeah from his like ethereal or the form. dad or, or the dad yeah not yeah. grandfather the father of so the kicks over a huge column onto the bagru she's like pinned there for a minute <laughs> um he slices up the dead sisters with the that like piece of that spear, spear. yeah um, Hang on, kid. <laughs> yeah, and then he like hops into that pit full of these octopi, like oh, like yeah. um, just, just slices them up. Yeah, he's just like making chum of this whole crew. It's <laughs> disgusting, so gross. Fucking flotsam and jetsam kind of stuff here floating around. Disgusting, gross, gross, gross. And then he finally gets to like really look around and like ask the granddaughter, like, where are we? What are all the, like, I'm scared to even ask what these jars are. She's like, yeah, these jars with faces on them. Yeah. So creepy. She's like, these are all just like souls of drowned soldiers. He says Davy Jones or sailors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Davy Jones locker. Davy Jones locker. (laughs) And then he just smashes these jars up and doesn't do anything though. They, yeah. As long as she lives. And then kind of this close, like zoom in on her eye and, he stabs her, but then he explains, like, it seemed like she almost jumped into that. Like, she wanted to die. The granddaughter's like, yeah, she knew that she couldn't kill you. And that the fate that she explained earlier is, like, unavoidable. Or she thinks it's unavoidable. Avoidable, yeah. Like, so the end like, the end of times it will eventually come. Yeah, and so she's I might like, as well ah, go I don't want to be alive for that. <laughs> so she, but as soon as that happens, like, when she's dead, we see, like, this wing emerge. And, uh, like, as birds, all of the souls such Emerge. a cool yeah, panel of really all the cool birds looking. coming in and to imagine they're underwater it's just visually just so yeah cool. it's like really cool and then she's like beautiful like when i die uh i'll just be a sea foam on a wave or whatever like it's so, still so sad like this mermaid character does not get a happy ending no matter what yeah, like she's, she's like trying to just honor her dad and then she's trying to uh like sacrifice herself to save like this creature like it's uh, yeah. she just no matter what she's stuck down there yeah she ends on the saddest note she's like nope even less than that now yeah like, like i'm oof. nothing like i have to be here and you know i'm the bagrush now like when she died she passed all this horrible shit to me like now i'm stuck he's like no you can't be it she's like yeah sorry i am pulls out the nail so he's free to go that's like the only thing she can do she doesn't even have the powers because she's like, I don't want to keep these like spirits trapped and stuff. Yeah. 
but she does get to like chill with her dad, I guess. He's like, I'll stay with you, you know, so she's not like totally alone down there, but it's still pretty sad. Yeah, I think these last words are very like, are very uh, dreadful. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, as Hellboy's floating away after the nails out, she says, she dreaded the fire of the Okrujahad, but I will welcome it when it comes. Then I too will be free. Until then, I will wait here quietly alone in the dark. And then from the shadows, not alone. Father, will you stay with me? Always. To the end of time. Yeah. And then we just end on- Some melancholy shit down there. Very yeah. melancholy. And then we, all we end on is Hellboy floating. We don't even see him hit the surface as of yet. Yeah. But we hear a bell from the, the belly of a well. Yeah. And it says the end with a question mark. The end with a little bell. Wow. It's so cool. It's such a great. And then I, I would assume this like in in the like Hoopla edition, you see this, I would assume the second cover, like the cover uh, of the second issue. Yeah, the island. With like the whale behind him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That cover. Um, yes. Yeah. And he's like on that like coral and he's in the chains and everything. So that looks really cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like just the idea of these like ancient creatures under the sea, I think is always like really neat. Just yeah, I don't know what the hell's down there. It's great, and we've uh, it's great to like get into more of that mystical stuff. We've moved away from the Nazis, which we've had three stories that have included. Yeah, and now it's like Hellboy's dealing with more of these mystical things that are brilliant. Yeah, um, I love all of it, and there's just more information that's coming in little like little like sort of breadcrumbs, like the name of Sir Edward. Yeah, and like people now, the point of view of all these creatures caring about their existence. There's just so much that's just getting more and more complex. Yeah. Any favorite um, panels? I think. From this story? I like him holding the like head of that spear when he's like, hang on kid, like close to the end. Yeah. Just his expression. He's really starting to look sim- like the design of him is becoming more deconstructed. You know, we're really, really starting to see that. Yeah. Mignola's getting into that very minimalist feel. Yeah. And still like, of course, like, so cool. Just looks really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? I'm going to go with the lions. I just love the empty so eyes. Cool. I think the lions is like the favorite panel of mine. Very Them spooky. speaking to him is just so terrifying. And yeah. Just him, that being his journey to Africa only to be turned, like sent away <laughs> to, yeah. to not come back is like, like, get the fuck yikes. out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and everything of the undersea creatures with the octopuses and Bagrush. Bagrush is one of the coolest characters that we've now encountered in the Hellboy universe. Yeah. There's so much. And I just love his dialogue. There was one that I think we just, we've slightly skipped over just in trying to get through the story when Bagrush attacks the daughter after he gets freed. This whole thing has like really funny, like his levity and his jokes and his throwaways. I love when she throws, the daughter throws him away. She's like, go now. And he's like, geez, I just like Mm -hmm. his like, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Like him just thrown by uh, like his honesty of just getting thrown in the middle of these high stakes situations. Yeah. Which is being like, what? <laughs> and then turning around and going to fight the fight, you know? Yeah. He's such a great hero. It's just, uh, it's like, it's cool to see him like frustrated too. Cause he's like heard all this before kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. like learning very little new stuff, like a little bit, or I mean the reader's learning more than, than he is, but he's like learning just a little bit more about like, you know, from these other like witches and stuff that he's encountering. He's totally. like sort of finding what he went to Africa to look for, but not like. Not getting all the answers. Yeah, and, not yet. Yeah, I agree. He's on a more a little more self-discovery. Yeah. And I think this whole, even though there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of like 
fun f- dial like just discussion of old folk tales. Um, a lot of this has like just hidden gems of silent, very quiet panels. Super effective, yeah. That are beautiful. Like even after him getting the nail in his head and it going quiet. Yeah. The last, of course, the final frame of him floating. It's just the perfect excuse for it to be silent, like to so, be set in this like very alien underwater world and have it be yeah, like Mignola really gets to shine. He does it so well. He can just you like use the visuals of it to tell the story and you don't need a ton of dialogue or a ton of like he has very minimal sound effects even. Yeah. And it still tells it in a, it, it like illustrates this crazy sad mood under there. It's oh a, yeah. Yeah. And there's even more to come where we end. It's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Um <laughs> Do you have anything for our listeners that you'd like inspired by this to for them to read, watch, or enjoy that you um, want to suggest? I guess, well, somebody, I forget which, I feel bad. I forget which listener recommended God Hates Astronauts and Curse Words, but I did re- end up You reading, read it? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing? They're very fun, right? very silly. Oh, yeah. F- super good. Yeah. They're very, very, they're like, they make me, they make me want to make a comic in a way that it's like, oh, this is like, I could, I feel like I could do this. Like it, it's like funny and like kind of doesn't give a fuck about um the way that they show exposition very like very like breaking the fourth wall kind of shit but like in in a very like done in a good way good way yeah like good good deadpool not bad deadpool exactly yeah awesome like sillier than uh, like sillier in a way than deadpool which is like how the fuck is that achieved but like even in the opening credits when they explain the characters, they like give suggestions of who would be voicing these characters or playing them like in a movie of them. You know, just yeah, kind of stuff totally. like little funny, like silly things like that, which I thought was cool. Um, Yeah. So I guess read the. <laughs> I love it. That's... Read those. So great. I love that. Off the Lions, I would highly suggest everybody read or not read. Sorry. Watch the movie The Ghost in the Darkness wearing Michael Douglas and. Val Kilmer. It's based on a real story about them going, having to go to Africa to hunt lions that have become man killers at like where they're trying to put in a, a train. They're laying train tracks and they have to hunt them. It's a actually a very, I personally think, underrated film. It's beautiful. The acting is great. That's what I suggest. Cool. And then my other one, because of the sea monster and the bug rouge, there's an, if you could find it, it's a, I think this is the right suggestion I'm giving. I, I hope it is. Uh, there's two movies that are very similar. I'm looking at the one that's called Deep Star Six. It's just sort of, yes, this is the one. It's so, I, I hope this is the right one I'm referencing, uh, where it's like an under monster underwater. Like they're working in an underwater station and then monster is discovered and they have to fight it off and get to the surface. It's a fun watch. The thing I'm looking at is very cool. I feel like there's another one with the star of RoboCop that's almost identical to it. And it's, I think, starring Peter Weller. There's another underwater one. And I'm trying to quickly pull that up. I like up. this creature, this, like, crab guy. Yeah. And I think there's two that are very Gross. similar like that. And I wish I could remember the other one. Because I think I saw them, like, on HBO or something that was, like, just... <laughs> I was like, I'll watch this random movie. And it was very it was pretty f- decent. Yes. I'm thinking of a different one. So watch that one I just referenced. But the okay. other one, which is exactly the same. They have the same premise, but they're both <laughs> done differently. The other one that I think you should watch even more than the other, the other one is Leviathan starring okay. Peter Weller, who is RoboCop. 
That one is fucking awesome. It's so good. It's so B movie fun. And they like, I think they turn into the creatures. Maybe it's, it's worth it just to get to the last scene where they, it gets very jaws. It's clearly a ripoff of jaws where they like that. like throw dynamite in its mouth and it explodes. Awesome. It's so fucking fun. Levi- Leviathan. Leviathan. Watch that one first. Then go to the, I think maybe the weaker version. 1989. The, yeah. One? Okay. Ugh, very fun movie to watch. <laughs> cool. And very inspired by the Bogarush in the story. Nice. Uh, to reference that. Great. That's it. Uh, we want to hear from you listeners, what you thought of The Third Wish, what you thought of our thoughts on the story. You can email us at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. We love reading your emails. We want to hear from you. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at ahcrapahellboypodcast. Twitter, it's ahcraphellboy. You please go on to Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, I said that weird. Uh, you, can, you can subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. But please, if you do review us, if you give us a five-star review and you start your review with the word boom, we will read your review and give you a shout-out right here on the pod. So please do that. Um, And before we close it out, we have our seventh prompt of hashtag right hand of draw for our listeners. What is it, Kate? Okay, so the seventh prompt, it's the seventh episode. So I figured I should incorporate the seven gods of chaos, Agdu Jihad. So like just to imagine like a funny place that they would be trapped if they weren't trapped in in those crystals in space. I love that. Uh, I mean, like what made me think of it was like, like a, them in a lava lamp or something stupid, like writhing around in there. But like anywhere else that they could be stuck, go ahead and like think of another place. It could be small. It could be big, whatever. I love that. It could be silly or cool. Great. So it's the, how would you say it? Agdru Jihad. Agdru Jihad. Um, uh, where else would they be stuck? I don't know how to concisely say yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. They're capped. They're wherever they're captive. <laughs> whatever their prison is that's not, yeah, space. I love it. That's hashtag right hand of draw. When you draw those and share it with us, please use that hashtag right hand of draw. Tag us as well, and we will repost and praise your art. And hopefully, all of our followers will praise your art as well. Yeah, everybody's and done such a good job so far. And like, thank you guys so much for they're doing so fun. That. They're Keep so funny. Them. They like kill me. They're they, the best. Yeah, great work, everybody. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of this episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, and I love you. <laughs>
every time he was on screen. First, he doesn't get boundaries. Your door was open, so I assumed I could come in. Ever heard of knocking? Then he fucking holds her hostage and expects her to be okay with it because he is cooking for her? Fucking rapey robot fuck? Then holy shit. Wanda gets hurt during airport fight. Not bleeding, not dying, but you know, white girl in trouble. Drop everything else. Billionaire white guy says, hey, Vision, stop Falcon. What does the Vision do? He doesn't use his insanely fast powers of flight and impervious to go safely to stop the Falcon. No, he shoots at the black guy. The Falcon has no real protection in body armor. If he hits the ground after a fall from that height, he is liquid. So billionaire white guy says, save me from the black guy. Vision shoots at him and hits the wrong black guy. Racist, rapist, robot. I actually whooped both times that Vision dies in Infinity War. Rant over. I'm sorry for wasting your time. This is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.